The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to another edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Jer McCarthy, and you can follow me on my social media, Instagram and Twitter accounts at jermccarthy 74 This week, our special guests include Australia-bound Breed Stack and Munster Women's Rugby Head Coach Matt Brown. We'll also hear from the Cork Senior Camogie Captain Linda Collins and Manager Paddy Murray on Cork's defeat of Kilkenny in this year's All-Ireland Camogie semi-final. Cork Camogie Minor Captain Olivia McAllen and Manager Jerry Wallace join us to review the All-Ireland Minor Championship semi-final victory over Dublin and to preview this weekend's All-Ireland decider with Kilkenny at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. We'll also hear from Cork's newly crowned Munster LGFA Minor Football Champions as Captain Orla Roach and Manager Joe Carroll review their brilliant win over Tipperary. That's all to come in this week's Women in Sport podcast. Aye, 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 aye. Former 11-time All-Ireland winning footballer Breed Stack is heading back to Australia for another season of Aussie Rules football with the Greater Western Sydney Giants. The former Cork All-Star spoke to the Big Red Bench about recovering from a serious neck injury and her hopes and dreams ahead of a second AFLW stint with the Sydney-based club. You are going back to the Greater Western Sydney Giants. Um you are going back to an environment um, that you know well, that you went over, that you and your husband and your child committed to. Um, you suffered a horrific injury and you've come back from that. Can you tell me the thought process of deciding to go back? Because, Breed, I know you and I know what a competitor you are and I know what an athlete you are. But I also know that some an injury, that the one that you sustained, would shake anyone and shake them mentally. The, the, so I understand why you want to go back and I can I can understand the attraction but can you try and explain the thought process to saying right I'm doing this again having come back from what you suffered Um. yes so I suppose when you're over there and you're over in that environment um, and it was all go 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 um, I suppose I was very thankful to be able to get back and to get back training with the group before it finished the season finished up um, and then once the season did finish up I stayed on for about five weeks and I trained with the head coach and a couple of the girls that were around um, just to make sure I suppose skills were on on farm and I suppose just to, to prove myself to Alan um, a small little bit as well that um, you know all the work that I had done was not in vain um, before going over so um, yeah, I suppose when, when the prospect then of, of a second contract came about, um, yeah, I suppose I, I, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. Um, I thought kind of that was my, my chance kind of done. So when the prospect of the second one um, came about, I, I nearly took his hand off, you know. Um, so I suppose I had kind of told him, look, I'm 90%, um, I'm in, but I have to go home and I have to to weigh up a few things and I have to, to talk to the parents because... Um, those mom and dad were they got an unmerciful shock and um something that they definitely a story that they definitely didn't want to to get from um you know the other side of the world so um I knew coming home I had a lot of responsibilities but um I suppose when you're inside in that environment you are just fully invested and you just love it and you know it's so addictive so then when I came home um yeah I suppose the first day was just absolutely lovely um it was just really, really a massive sense of contentment. I, I knew everything around me. Um, I knew my environment. I just loved it. The support network was huge. And then I suppose maybe two or three days after that, um, yeah, I just felt a, an unbelievable sense of failure, I suppose, after the whole thing. So, um, yeah, probably it, it wasn't the plan that I had in my head. And I suppose, look, I had only committed in my head to go out for one year and to give it a, to give it a go. So when that kind of didn't go to plan, 
um, I had to weigh up a lot of things. And look, it took mom and dad a long time maybe to to come to terms with me wanting to go back. But um, you know, we finally got there in the end. Um, it took me a long time, I suppose, to say, "Geez, uh, you know, can you get lucky twice?" But I knew, I suppose, by watching the matches and watching the training and being involved in the training that I was, you know, well up for it and I was, you know, well capable of doing it. So, yeah, I suppose I, I made my decision and thankfully, you know, I'm in a position to go back. Now, the fact that Sydney is in um, is in a lockdown at the moment isn't ideal. I think the season is now being pushed back a month. So the season start date isn't until after Christmas. Um, so whether that pushes back pre-season, I don't know yet. I'm still waiting on confirmation on flights. But um, look, I suppose you just have to weigh up and take all the positives. Positives are I'm around my club now for a lot longer than I thought I was going to be, which is great. And um, hopefully we'll go out in good enough condition then out to Sydney. Off the pitch, Breed, when you're over there in Australia, the lifestyle, um, they love their sport over there. They love Aussie rules. And... Uh, Aussie rules is growing. I mean, there's an expansion in the number of teams taking part in this year's championship that you'll be part of coming up as well. Was that another attraction to going back because you know the environment you're going back to now? Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like you say, like the fact I knew, uh, first of all, I know all the personnel. I know the team inside out. I know the environment inside out. I know the training schedule. I know how I need to monitor my, um, <coughs> say, fueling before games and fueling before matches. I think that's the biggest thing. I now have, you know, so much more knowledge than I first did going over. Um, I have an Australian phone number. So like even yeah. that, like, you know, I don't have to go looking for yeah. all these small things. So everything is kind of set up, um, which is great. So hopefully it'll just mean that there'll be full concentration on skills and set up and everything. Um, but I do think Australia is a wonderful place for for um, a woman that's interested in sport. Um, I think there's massive opportunities um, in Australia to be a sports person if you're female which is absolutely wonderful um, and just if you want to stay fit and healthy in general Australia just lends itself massively to you know wonderful outdoor um, amenities like we were even just in a small I suppose you'd, you'd call it a small town probably a big village um, in Concord that's where we were living and the amenities in the in the in the area I just couldn't get over them like it was just absolutely phenomenal and like everywhere you went there were playgrounds um covered over you know it was just it was just unbelievable from start to finish um you know it was a real I suppose now look granted they have the weather but you know we didn't spend too much time inside and that was testament to just I suppose how how much was on our doorstep so and the fact I suppose they were opened up while Ireland was in lockdown was obviously a huge benefit as well um but um yeah just adored it from start to finish um you could lose a lot of money all right in the old cafe scene like god almighty there's not the amount of people going out for for lunches and brunches and stuff so we'll have to rein that in this year and try to hold on to the pennies a bit more but um no it was wonderful wonderful lifestyle excellent um you've had an opportunity while you're at home to see a bit of the ladies senior ladies football championship the intercounty scene you've had a bit of you've seen cork unfortunately lose out in the in the semi-finals um to me then capitulate like with a couple of minutes to go but your view on how much ladies football has progressed on and off the pitch, not just Cork, but just, I suppose, the product and also the quality of the games. Now, you look at Dublin, the dominance that Dublin have. You mentioned Galway earlier on, never winning an All-Ireland, not all those great players. And you look at the Dublin team that lost three All-Irelands and have now are on, are on a course for four in a row. How happy are you, first of all, to see ladies football coming more and more into the media mainstream and also your view on just the quality of what you're seeing or what you've been able to see while you're at home? 
I suppose the ladies football it has what is probably the most wonderful thing to see in ladies football is that how it has rolled with the times um I suppose uh you know you look at say the Leinster Cham Leinster championship there a couple of years ago and um you know Dublin were obviously completely dominant um and what it was looking like is that there was only going to be um one team left up senior in, in Leinster. And in fairness to the ladies football, they reacted straight away and changed the format of the championship. Um, they were very, very reactive. And I think it has made for a much, much better championship. It has made for more excitement. It has made for um, better games in that, you know, there's now group stages, you know, it's do or die very, very early on in these group stages. Um, granted, look, you're, you're curtailed by the number of senior teams that you have because we have a three-tier structure that has junior, intermediate, and senior. So, you know, if you were to look at, at this structure going into the men's, it's very, very exciting. Um, but from the women's point of view, um, I think the games have been really exciting. Um, I think the, the standard has been, has been good. And I suppose you look at Dublin, and I remember playing Dublin in, you know, three All-Ireland finals, and a lot of those players are still there. A lot of those players that are now very, very mentally tough, those players that understand what it is to lose and have parked it and have learned from it and are now making sure that they always get over the line and they make sure that they are on top of their game and that they make sure that anyone that comes into their system understands, you know, what is needed to get over the line. So um, Dublin, in fairness, I, I can't see them slowing down, to be honest, um, this year. I can't see them slowing down next year. Um, but I think, you know, even the introduction of meat this year as being kind of, you know, this real, um, I suppose, go getting side, it's a real testament to what can be done if proper structures are put in place. And meat did all this restructuring a couple of years ago in 2016, and they have rebuilt and rebuilt. And now it's really coming to fruition for them. So you would love to see that other teams take that on board and, you know, that we will have a real you know, really, really competitive championship for many years to come. I think it is starting to balance out a little bit, but I still think Dublin are that bit ahead of the of the chasing pack at the moment. But I think, um, you know, hopefully in a couple of years that that will all level out and we'll see massive competition. Well, very well said. And listen, Breed, from everybody uh, on the big red bench here in Cork Shred FM, we wish you nothing but success when you head back over to Australia. We'll be monitoring and keeping track of you and how everything is going for you and your family and uh, nobody deserves the success more and we hope it all works out that's great thanks sir the big red bench saturday and sunday from 6 p.m munster began their 2021 vodafone interprovincial women's rugby season in the best possible fashion by registering a bonus point victory over ulster last weekend the Big Red Bench interviewed head coach Matt Brown following Munster's 50-5 win and also looked ahead to the province's next outing against Connacht. Now, it's a real thrill here on the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast to be joined by the Munster senior women head coach Matt Brown coming off a fantastic victory over Ulster in Munster's first uh, Vodafone interprovincial game of the season. Matt, you're very welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much. It's, uh, happy to talk about it now because it, uh, it was a great weekend now, I have to say. Yes, it was. And before we talk about your team, let's just talk in a broader sense about the Interprovincial Women's uh, Championship. First of all, a sponsor in Vodafone. And secondly, all the games live um, on television. That just shows how quickly the game is growing in this country. 
yeah, I think I think it's probably been coming for a while, but I think the minute you get somebody like Vodafone on board and um, such a high profile sponsor, that that kind of um, piques the interest a little bit. Plus, um, TG Cahar, um taking on the the televising of the games is absolutely fantastic. It just it just showcases uh, what's going on in the different provinces, and, and you know it kind of you've also got the added benefit that there's not a full range of internationals available, so you, you're getting to see even, even deeper down the the, the depths chat, so to speak, so, and see what's knocking around out there. And, and I think probably saw two decent games on the weekend as well, so it kind of just adds to it for next week. Indeed, indeed it has. And can I just ask, from taking over the head coach role, obviously with the profile of the Women's Interprovincial Series being increased, did you feel any added pressure or were you just focused on getting the Munster team ready for this first game? Yeah, I, I, I probably there's a small bit of pressure. I think with any, with any role, you you want to you want to facilitate the players, and you, you, you hope that that's good enough to get some kind of of success. But I mean, you, you, we have to focus on the performance. Um, you know, we are very conscious of the fact that it's on TV, and I think the big thing for us was the fact that we really wanted to show that the game can be played a certain way. Um, uh, by 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 females in the sport, and I, I certainly think we, we did that, you know. Um, and once, once now that game's out the way, that the pressure's been released a bit more. Of course, you want to get the results, but like they've shown what they can do now. So if the performance dips, it's not due to any kind of pressure from TV or sponsor or anything like that. It's just literally just the the onus falls on ourselves to keep that level of performance. I think. Yeah, and well said. And by God, did you play well? I mean, fifty-five. I mean, uh, running in the tries that you did was eight tries, I think, in total. I mean, eight tries. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough question. But coming out of that, I mean, obviously, every coach finds things they need to work on ahead of the next game. But you must have been delighted with the application and the, I suppose the finishing of those tries, especially. It must have been very heartening for you and your and your management team. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was fantastic. I think when you add into that the number of young girls who were in there. Uh, and I was actually talking to one of the players today and just the dynamic between kind of, well, I'm, they're going to hate me for this, but some of the older girls <laughs> who've perhaps played, had, had international experience, but we've got a crop coming out at the 18-19 age bracket. And the way they work together and the way the young girls kind of just soak up, uh, you know, all the, all the knowledge of the other girls and then go out and deliver as a, as a whole unit is absolutely fantastic. So we, I think I've already, already said we, we certainly had a... a an intent to play the game a certain way seeing as it's been a little bit showcased and, and, and we and I think we, we achieved it but like you say we, we also do have plenty to work on um, but you, you, we're absolutely delighted with the, with the start to it now. You had 11 players making their monster debut at this level I mean even to do that is, is a difficult step it's a transitional step and it's obvious what you're trying to do and your, your, your backroom team but I mean you'd obviously have concerns I mean even if four or five players were making their debut but 11 players you know getting on the pitch and getting involved and getting that experience I mean that's I would imagine with somebody with your own coaching experience players can't buy that experience until they're out there on the pitch in the heat of battle and that's when you learn about them but you must be thrilled that so many players made their debut and did so well yeah no I Absolutely thrilled, and I think what's shown, what'll we'll probably show when we when we finalise selection for the next game, is just that we've got a lot of confidence in them. And there's been a few rotations, and you'll probably see a few more new faces in the next week as well. Uh, now we have been, we have had a couple of international released also, but we made a definite step of saying, you know, we, we've got to show faith in the girls that were selected who went through the program. Um, for the Ulster game and obviously now the, the other girls come into contention and we make a call based on that but yeah the, the more the more girls we can give exposure to at this level 
Um, I know they've seen that they're well able to deliver at at this level means that the confidence is through the roof and there's a great buzz around the place and I think they just can't wait to get on the pitch again to be honest. Matt, with that buzz, and again, I'm, I'm talking about your experience as a coach here, you also have to manage the expectation levels now because you know better than anybody going, even at Musgrave Park and being at home and taking on Connacht. Connacht are never easy at any of the women's or underage levels. They always turn up and perform. Um, the danger now is that people don't get carried away, but that you look to repeat the performance and I would imagine hit the goals that you set them. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think a couple of the, the other coaches would have said as we're coming off, our biggest thing now is, is absolutely no complacency. And I think what probably helps us in that regard is the fact that we were lucky enough to play a friendly against Connacht and it was it was kind of nip and tuck until maybe the last five minutes where we, we scored two late tries to pull away. But we're under no illusions of, of how tough they play the game harder and, and, and you know, credit to them for it. They, were, they sounded like they were, well, I watched the video actually, they were unlucky uh, in the length of the game, you know, after going ahead and then, then, then taking a yellow card. So, the, yeah, they certainly won't be underestimated, but, yeah, it is important that, that we just focus on the performance. Like, I, I keep going back to, we're trying to play the game a certain way, um, and if we if we execute that correctly, then hopefully the chances will come. The chances came on the weekend, and we and we finished them. There's probably other days where, where maybe we won't, but I think it's about pushing our own standards, and that's kind of been a constant message to the girls that, look, what, whatever you've set the bar at now, it's kind of important that you kick on and, and, and you push it a bit higher again. So that's the focus. Now, whether we deliver or not, that, that remains to be seen, but that's, the, that's what we're aiming for anyway. Now, I know you haven't selected your team yet, so I can't ask you about it, but can I just ask you about Laura O'Mahony? Because she sustained a foot injury, and how was that coming along? Yeah, so look, she, she, it, was, it was a tough break for her because she started the game off bright, brightly. Um, we've not had the scan yet, so we, we, we can't make a definitive on it, but I, I think it's safe to say she's going to be ruled out for at least the uh, the Connick game, but um, she's been she's been so good through, through the pre-season and everything, it just your heart breaks for her but like I suppose the ruthlessness of it is means somebody else gets an opportunity that, that may not have and, and, and you know we, that's all part and parcel and um, as much as I know about Laura she's she's a strong enough character to get back from it and, and I'm sure she'll be, be back playing as soon as is, is humanly possible for her. Good and we wish her well on that. Um, can I just ask you finally Matt um, the four week or the four week training block that the Munster women's rugby team managed to complete after all the COVID restrictions were lifted. You were based in Thoman Park for a lot of that, for some of that, where you had access to the facilities in the gym. How important was that, looking back on it now, and how important was it that the women's Munster rugby team is being treated equally alongside the men's? Well, look, we, 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 we were very lucky in, 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 in the first regard that we... We actually had a, a, a pre, like even prior to our pre-season, we had a four-week block when when you were allowed to train in pods. So we actually had a group going in in in, in Ballincollig, and we had a group going in Thorman. So they were doing the same thing. And then when we hit the proper pre-season, just with the majority of the girls being from Limerick, that's why we decided on Thorman. But yeah, it's a great place to turn to. You know, where are you going to work? Oh, I'm off to Thorman Park tonight. So it's like it's fantastic in that respect. You know, with the facilities are great. We we kind of we there's still certain regulations around the gym use and stuff like that. And but you look, we were in the same boat as everyone else. So it's a fantastic place to, to train and play. Like you say, we we kind of we're getting this, a similar exposure to the men's. We we've got access to the we, we're kind of running uh, alongside the, the the boys under uh, the boys development program. So you know, a lot of the stuff is the same. And, and I have to say, the academy coaches and the 
the interprovincial boys coaches we, we, we there's a bit of sharing going on and, and they give each other a dig out so you know it's just it's just it's just really great to be a part of to be honest and i think the girls especially the girls with a lot of experience really appreciate that you know being maybe brought more into the fold i think there's a long way to go but look it's steps in the right direction you know very well said so the next game for Munster the Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship takes place this Saturday evening at Musgrave Park at 7.30pm you can buy tickets on the MunsterRugby.ie website Munster versus Connacht and Matt Brown head coach on behalf of everybody here at the Big Red Bench we wish you and your team all the best of luck in that game that's great thank you very much for that it's much appreciated miss the show grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Red FM. The Cork Senior Camogie team qualified for the 2021 All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final following a thrilling victory over Kilkenny at Croke Park. The Big Red Bench spoke to manager Paddy Murray shortly after the final whistle and Cork captain Linda Collins who came off the bench to fire over the winning point. Now then, it has been quite the Sunday afternoon for the Cork Senior Camogie captain Linda Collins, the Corsi Rovers player, did not start against Kilkenny, but more than made her presence felt when she was brought on late in the game to score the winning point and send Cork to an All-Ireland final. Linda, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Um, congratulations, first of all, back in an All-Ireland final. Talk us through those last 10, 12 minutes when you were on the pitch and uh, that winning point. Yeah, to be honest, I actually didn't realise how little time was left. I didn't realise it was the 63rd minute. I only heard that afterwards. I actually thought we had a lot more time. <laughs> so it's just as well it went over. Um, but no, I mean, it was just great. I felt like the ball was coming in really quick from the girls outside. The delivery was brilliant when I came on. I felt I just was so eager to get on the ball and stuff. And, you know, sometimes that is what you need. And, I mean, Katrina and Amy had done such hard work inside there like honestly credit to them they were in a battle for every single ball so I just felt like you know they'd done all the hard work and then it came came down to me at the end and like Fiona got the leveller as well so I mean like really they all it, it all just went so fast until the last after the 63rd minute when we got the point the last minute felt like the the longest minute ever <laughs> the ball was up and back and up and back and it, it just felt like that minute went on for so long yeah, but Linda, it's one thing to beat the All-Ireland champions who beat me last year in an All-Ireland semi-final at Crow Park. But you were down to 14 as well at the time. I mean, the effort and the conditioning and just, I think the way the team has grown maybe over the last 12 months under Paddy Murray and his backroom team, is that a fair assessment that nobody seemed to panic? He just got on with the job, stuck to the task and got there at the end? No, and I, yeah, and I think that, that is it. Like, I mean, we were there to do a job. Everybody knew their role. We talk about values, and, like, obviously my value yesterday to the team was to try and come on and make an impact. And, like, other people have different values. Like, Kira Sullivan was up and down that pitch yesterday, and she just didn't stop for the whole uh, 50 minutes when she was on. So, like, then it was my turn to come on and re-inject more energy. So I suppose we talk about values and things like that a lot this year, and we, we never panicked, you know, when... Like we went down two there and it was about 55, 56 minutes on the clock. It was just a matter of, okay, we've done this before. We just said like, it's never going to be as hard as our training sessions. So just head down and keep doing what we know how to how to do it. Never as hard as the training sessions. That's an interesting thing. We might come back to that. <laughs> Can I take you back to the moment when Potty told his captain that she wasn't going to be starting in an All-Ireland final? Because I know how dedicated you are and how important... Uh, Camogie is to you and how much effort you've put in um, all year um, that must not that, that can't have been easy but at the same time while it wasn't easy you took it on the chain and you just got on with it yeah and I, I think 
wasn't like, you know, what is the, what was the point of me wasting negative energy, you know, on trying to be like, oh God, I'd love to be starting and I wish I was this and I wish I was that. But, you know, obviously I was so upset after you told me and then I felt like this week I was trying, like I was training really well and stuff. So I was, you know, when people would be saying, oh, you'd be starting, you know, and things like that. But, you know, like I knew myself that wasn't my role for Sunday and I knew my role for Sunday was going to be different to what I've ever done in years gone by because from starting all the games and then you're like, it's not in semi-final. How do they think, you know, that I'm not going to be starting? But look, I mean, really they did it for the team and they said at the end of the day, we want to win the match and they said, look, if this is the role, I just, I really just felt like I have a different role. I didn't see it as being negative. I didn't see it as anything else. I knew myself I was going well. I backed myself when I came on and yeah, I just felt it was, it was just my role on the day. That's very, well, it's a very mature um, and a real captain's answer and I can see why Paddy is giving you the captaincy because not a lot of players would be able to react in the same manner or come off the bench and make the impact that they wanted you to make. And again, that comes from experience, I would imagine. Yeah, it does. And to be honest, like I don't I don't think I expected it to happen in that fashion, you know. I thought I was gonna come on and, you know, set up a few plays and things like that. But uh no, I mean it, it does. It comes from experience and you learn like, look, I mean, we're all there to win at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who puts the ball over the bar. It doesn't matter who does anything on the pitch once everybody is a unit and every, everybody trusts each other as well. And I think that is really important as well this year. I feel like there's a good bond between us and everybody knows what each other are doing and where each other are going to be. And we've, we've got values in the team this year. And I think it definitely does probably come down to experience for the older ones to just enjoy your camogie because, you know, there's only so many years that you'd be at it. A fair point as well. Now, the, the emotion on the pitch at the full-time whistle told us exactly what this meant to Cork. But you've got to put that to one side you've you've enjoyed it you've uh, enjoyed the, the the victory and you now have Galway in an All-Ireland final I mean that there's a big build up to that you've got to refocus for that but how much will yesterday's performance not alone the victory have brought Cork on yeah definitely like even playing in Crow Park some of us hadn't been there in like two years some of us had never been there so I mean it was great to even be there yesterday and I think just the emotion of getting over um, an All-Ireland semi-final and things like that is great and I think like you know for the younger girls to even see us winning and knowing how to win uh, was great so uh, yeah it definitely was it'll definitely push the girls on now again but obviously head down now again like in two weeks time like it's a different game you know the Kilkenny game is gone we enjoyed yesterday and it was so emotional but like I mean that has to go out the window now again and you have to drive on and keep the head down and keep yourselves now for the next two weeks well indeed you do and it's all down to your winning point and obviously a fantastic team performance congratulations again from everybody on the big red bench Linda and we hopefully talk to you before that all in final Lovely. Thanks so much, Jay. Okay, hearty congratulations, first of all, to the Cork Senior Camogie Manager, Paddy Murray, on his side reaching this year's All-Ireland Final by dethroning the champions, Kilkenny. Paddy, congratulations from everybody here in the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Amelia. Um, I don't know where this where this game uh, lies in the annals of all the tight and tough and really hard championship games you've had as a manager, but I would imagine you're incredibly proud, first of all, of the application of your players, and secondly, the... the the skill levels as well to get over the line. Yeah, I suppose the last three games we've been in Crow Park, we've 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 made life difficult for ourselves. We've won each one of them by a pint. Uh, I suppose coming from behind in each one of them as well. So, uh, 
it's a habit hopefully uh, we we'll be a little bit more comfortable the next day but look I think we trained well all all uh, for the last month I suppose the attitude of the girls has been second to none uh, you know we were confident uh, coming up today uh, I think we covered everything really in training over the last four weeks of, of various different events that could happen today and uh, you know they implemented the plan very well yeah, because you previously mentioned to us, having watched Kilkenny against Wexford down in Parky Cueve, that you felt that they were as good as you thought they were, if not better. Um, coming into the game, obviously the extra game didn't matter at the end of in the end. So were you glad of the break? Looking back on it now, well, we needed the break. Uh, we were quite comfortable with it. We aimed to get to a semi final. Uh, you know, we have three girls, dual players, it was important that uh, they needed a break. We had a few girls that was injured. Uh, leading up to the, uh, I think the last water game, so we just needed to get those uh, sorted. Uh, our training has probably taken a different tack this year uh, as well, so we were quite comfortable. We spoke today uh, before the game about you know hitting a personal best, uh, because look, nothing else uh, other than that today was going to uh, was going to do. So you know, look, I think it was our best performance today. Um, your strength and conditioning, you've mentioned it many times Don't you, all this year when we've been speaking to you again today on a hard pitch and a wide open pitch. It was it was pivotal. Yes, it was. Uh, but I go back to what I said earlier. We we have trained very well. Look, simple thing is that, that you know, a few players and their attitude is good coming to training on a Tuesday and Thursday. Well, then, you know, you're, you're halfway there. Um, so, yeah, we've trained well. Um, you talk about attitude of players. What does it say about Linda Collins coming off the bench after 50 minutes and then hitting over the winning point? Well, look, we said I, I can say that, uh, you know, I suppose, look, uh, Linda's obviously unfortunate to lose out. But uh, I think a big thing that we spoke about for the last three or four weeks was having an impact off the bench. Uh, I suppose with our forward line, the way it was shaping up, someone was going to get hurt. Um, but you know look, we spoke to Linda I spoke to Linda a week ago 10 days ago she's a big part to play here um, and look she did what she was asked to, to do you know Does this performance give you even more headaches heading into the All-Ireland final but good ones in terms of your selection? Yeah look I suppose it does I suppose a big headache really is trying to to, to uh, contain Galway uh, I've said for a long time they're the number one team in the county or in the country they have a phenomenal panel uh, some serious forwards so uh, we will certainly have a lot of headaches uh, over the next two weeks we have a couple of injuries one or two that are running at the moment so we need to get them started so you know I suppose look, I'm going to have lots of them it's been a very good weekend, or a very good year, but a very good weekend for Cork Camogie party because um, Jerry Wallace's minors as well overcoming Dublin. It just shows like the boost that any victory at any of the underage levels or senior, what it does for Camogie in the county. Yeah, it does. And look, there's a great industry. And I suppose the key message now is that we'd like a crowd for the final. And uh, we just hope for the Camogie clubs out there to organise. Uh, you know, we need massive support because, look, uh, we won't be able to do this on our own. And... Uh, you know, simply just get, get get people up there in two weeks' time. And just finally, Paddy, from your own perspective, you've worked long and hard with Cork Morgie for many, many years. Does this rank amongst one of your best victories? Nothing is won yet, but it, uh, it, from a personal level, overcoming the champions, and especially today, the way you did it, Paddy, um, it, it must be very uh, fulfilling. I look, obviously, I'm very happy, but I suppose 
I never look back really sure so look it's just a head now for two weeks time and just getting our heads down and uh, again we won't be concentrating on Galway it's trying to get a performance out of ourselves and you know better than today and if that's not good enough it's not good enough you know look we didn't speak about Kilkenny coming into this game. We didn't speak about revenge or anything like that. It's just, you know, look, our heads down and looking forward. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. The Cork LGFA minor footballers rounded off a superb season by claiming the 2021 Munster Minor A Championship title last weekend. A comprehensive win over Tipperary saw Captain Orla Roach lift the trophy. Disappointingly, Joe Carroll's team do not have an All-Ireland series to look forward to. The Big Red Bench got the Cork Minor football captain and manager's thoughts shortly after their deserved victory. Now the Cork Minor LJFA captain Orla Roach joins us here on the Big Red Bench following the county's fantastic Munster final success over Tipperary. Orla, hearty congratulations and well done. Thank you, thank you. How does it feel to be the person to lift that Munster trophy after such a long time, so many things with COVID and everything off the field, to finally get there and to finally lift the trophy? Oh, unreal. It, it was really worth it, I feel, all the hard training stuff, especially with a team like that behind me, yeah. Um, you had a very good start today and you ended up scoring five goals. A fantastic result for you. Yeah. So we, like, from the start of it, we knew that they were going to be coming out, like, all guns blazing. So we really thought we had to stick it in the back of the net, literally, and get a good start on us. Um, and that happened for you but like um, some days even at that like things can go against you very quickly but it seems like you were able to maintain that tempo and that scoring all the way through yeah I think it's more the fitness that really just pushes through throughout the whole game you know all the tough trainings and it really kept us going to the very end you say tough trainings that's Joe Carroll and his management team how important have they been uh, pushing you in training to, to get this far you know they're very passionate about the game and they knew if they really worked hard with players like that that they could get us really far so they really pushed us with a bunch of sprints and stuff at the end of every training session but it was worth it there in the end Will you miss those sprints Orla? Will I miss those sprints? Yes oh, Yeah I might I might do them at home if I'm feeling sad <laughs> Can I ask you we, we spoke before about just the camaraderie in your squad because no Cork minor ladies squad has ever had to go through the year plus that you've had to endure off the pitch like a lot of it was via Zoom and on teams and God knows what else but at the end of it now how good does it feel that all that effort all that time was worth it and how how, how important was the dressing room and bonding in that dressing room? I think it makes it even more worth it because of the short amount of time we had together to bond and stuff and to you know, get the starting team out and work the way we work. But yeah, I think it was even more joyful because we didn't have much time to do it and it makes it even better to win. Um, no All-Ireland Championship for Yorla, which is a huge disappointment. It doesn't look at the moment like that's going to change. Would you still be in favour of even playing a one-off day like Joe suggested, a semi-finals and final on the one day or anything just to try and get that All-Ireland done between here and the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, 100%, because all the effort we put in, and you know, last year football and not being able to actually go out and play in All-Ireland and maybe win it is tough. What did it feel like at the final whistle today? Uh, I think I was just overcame with joy after you fell to the floor, I think, because of if maybe the heat and also the joy, but yeah, it was brilliant. It was pretty hot out on the pitch today? Yeah, roasted. And can you tell me just in terms of being captain how easy was it to be captain of this bunch of players and how easy did they make it for you to be the captain 
And I think it was even easier because, sorry, all the girls walking by me. Yeah. Because, um, you know, all the girls were behind me and we all pushed each other on. And they're a brilliant bunch of girls and I, I couldn't ask for a better bunch to be captain of. That's very well said. And just from your own point of view, from your family's point of view and your club, how does it feel to be a Cork Minor Munster champion? It feels nice to be doing the club proud and the family proud, yeah. It feels unreal. Um, I assume there won't be too much celebrating? Oh, no, not at all, no, no, no. <laughs> just on that, obviously there's no All-Ireland at the moment, but you'll be going back to your club soon enough and that county championships will be coming up. You may well be coming up against some of your teammates. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll be as friendly on the pitch as we are in Cork football. I don't know. We'll see. And can I ask you, Orla, just being captain this year and everything that was going on off the pitch, uh, how difficult was it to keep the focus? I mean, was training important in that regard and that you got together and were allowed to get together and prepare properly for it? Yeah, I think we kind of knew the short amount of time we had to get ready for some of the matches. So it was kind of more concentrated, you know, we were all more serious in training. Although we did, we did have our fun, we had our crap, but still, we all were pushing each other on to focus and get the job done. Well, you've done a fantastic job, Orla, and you've been a brilliant captain and you've been very good to us here on the Big Red Bench anytime we've spoken to you. Clearly, you're going off to enjoy this fantastic success, but not too much from the way you're talking, I'm not too sure. But look, on behalf of everybody here at Cork Shred FM and the Big Red Bench, congratulations on becoming Monster Champions. Thanks a million, Jerry. Thank you. It's been a long, difficult, unprecedented campaign for the players and for the Cork Minor management, but you got there in the end. Yeah, we did. I suppose it, it, it was difficult in a way, but we we put up with it and we just got on with it and trained on, on a Wednesday and a Saturday and produced a very good performance in the final, which was was very pleasing as well as winning. It was, it was they played extremely well and played very good football, and I think anybody that was at the game was 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 very very happy with the way they played. Is that probably even more gratifying? I mean, obviously winning is, is what it's all about at this grade, but winning in the manner that you did um, suggests that all the hard work put in the training ground came true or came right at the, at the, at the opportune moment. Yeah, John, I think it is because, you know, we're watching a lot of football these days and it is all hand-pass, hand-pass, hand-pass the full into the field and I have a firm belief that the ball will travel faster than any hand-pass if you kick it and we did a good share of kicking today and maybe it's maybe a small bit easier maybe at minor level because you don't have mass defences but at the same time, if you can get the ball up the field good and quick, uh, it stops defense, mass defences happening and I think we did that today and... It worked very well and we got great scores out of it and there was a lot of pace involved in it and hopefully that the, that the players involved will, will, will learn from it and transfer it on in their future careers. Yes, and just before we talk about those future careers, your impression of, of Tipperary, obviously they didn't come out the right end of the result today, but um, it sounds like they were up against a very, very full 60-minute performance from Cork. Yeah, I think we, we had a terrific start. You know, we had, we had worked a lot and, and since the carrying game in particular, We'd worked a lot on, on, on things that went wrong against Kerry, where we won by six points, but we quite, could quite easily have won by 16. Mm. And that was no exaggeration. And I think we worked a lot in training in that in the last two weeks, in particular in our score-taking, our kick-passing, moving the ball faster up the field than we did. And I think it, it, we'd worked very well today against the Prairie, and I don't think they had any answer to it, really. There is no All-Ireland Championship for these players. 
as we've spoken about on many occasions, Joe, it's a huge disappointment. It's a huge gap. Something that those players should be looking forward to, like their Camogie counterparts, like the the boys at this very level have in, in inside Cork and outside Cork. We don't want to take away from today because today is a very big day in their lives and in your own. And winning a Munster Championship is something to be proud of and it's an achievement. But we cannot get away from the fact that these players deserved at least one, if not two more matches. Yeah, George, it's, it's hugely, hugely, hugely disappointing, to be honest with you, because when you see the talent that was on view there, they should be allowed to put that against the counties. Like Galway have won Connacht, Meath have won Leinster. We've played both of those in practice games, mm. like very close games with them, and they're not saying we were going to win any All-Ireland. But I think our players should have been given the opportunity, and Galway players and Meath players, and I'm not sure who came out of Ulster, the opportunity to play in an All-Ireland series the same as Camogie, Cork Camogie. We had four girls involved with Cork Camogie yesterday and they're delighted to be in an All-Ireland final in a thrilling match against Dublin. You know, whatever about playing it under 14 and under 16, maybe they're the old grades, but definitely at minor, the boys have it. The, the under 20s are there. Like It's their last chance to play in the county because you don't have in, in ladies football, you don't have anything beyond minor other than going straight to senior. They can't all play senior football and they absolutely, it's its a joy to they be, be involved in it. So it's hugely disappointing and like, and if there was any, any way at all that the LGFA could reconsider and I'd even be calling in the boards, the Cork County Board, the Galway County Board and the Mead County Board and whoever came out of Connacht to make a plea to Croke Park again to try and get an All-Ireland series in this. Even if it has to go, let the club fixtures be finished. Tell us we can train for three or four two months or whatever and come back to the game and play it there in the fall of the year when we get a chance you know just to finish it off it's only two games two games that's all it is mm. finish them in the one day you're going to have penalties or whatever and so be it and 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 they get something out of it that way Very well said and look we don't end on a negative note we want to end on a positive note and it's very very important that people realise the effort that's gone in not just into today's win but all the way through COVID and keeping the keeping the squad together your own backroom team and everybody involved on and off the pitch it's been a mammoth effort and it must be lovely to see that that trophy being lifted for you Joe because they deserve it Oh the players deserve it and I think the rest of the management team too like I had Billy Toomey and Tyg Buckley and Anne Walsh and Sinead McGoldrick you know, um, they, they, they played a huge part in it and enjoy it. It's totally enjoyable to be involved with them. And they want to learn, they want to improve and and become better players because of it. And they're all going off with smiles on their faces there this evening. And hopefully they will enjoy it. It's pity to them COVID because we could have a bit of a, a real party tonight. But hopefully, maybe further down the line, we'll have a presentation in middles. But look, it was great to get this far at least. And hopefully you'll never know there might be some change of heart and we get something else out of it further down the line well we hope so on your behalf and on your players behalf we absolutely hope that that is the case but if if not it's been a pleasure following you and covering you since the start of the campaign Joe and on behalf of everybody here at the Big Red Bench hearty congratulations we're absolutely thrilled for you and all those players deserving Munster champions Thank you, Joe, and and also to the Big Red Big Red Bench for all the great coverage you give in Southern Star and the whole lot and the Echo and everything uh, to to ladies football. It's it's great promotion and it's good for the girls too to see their names being put up there beside the boys in 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 the in the in the, in the spotlight. The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from six pm. Cork defeated Dublin, not fifteen to one eleven, to reach this year's All Ireland Minor Camogie Final.
The Big Red Bench caught up with winning Cork manager Jerry Wallace. But first, here's a delighted Cork minor captain Olivia McAllen on her team's superb win. Cork minor camogie captain Olivia McAllen joins us now on the Big Red Bench to talk about Cork's fantastic victory over Dublin in the All-Ireland minor semi-final at the weekend. Olivia, first of all, uh, congratulations, a fantastic result and into an All-Ireland final. Yeah, thanks so much. We're, we're thrilled with it now. It was a great semi-final. You know, we came down to a point in the end. It was, it was an unbelievable match. Uh, so we're thrilled with it. What were conditions like, Olivia? Because obviously the weekend was warm and it was pretty hot down in Cork. But up the country and up in, uh, where you actually played the semi-finals yourselves um, in Kilkenny, uh, what, what, what were conditions like? You know, it was a really hot day. I think I, I think it was maybe 20 degrees or something. But the pitch was in fabulous condition. They couldn't get away by that. And we played a match against Clare um, in a monster stages where we played in weather kind of like that. So, you know, we weren't unfamiliar to it. We were, we didn't really mind the weather. We said we'd get on with it. But, you know, we got a girl sent off within the first 15 minutes. We were down to 14 players for most of the match. So, you know, made that thing, you know, that bit harder. But we didn't mind. We got on with it. I mean, we had a job to do. Yeah, losing Kate Redmond so early in the game, obviously this is where the strength and conditioning, this is where all the work you do on your own and each of the players does comes to the fore and you needed to and you had to do that because it's one thing to play a semi-final against a really good Dublin team, 15 on 15, but for three quarters of it to be down a player, it sounds like he adapted really well. Yeah, Kate, you know, she was very upset on the stage all over, but it was no fault, it wasn't her fault, like we never blame a girl for that, it's Yeah, because you fell behind, you drew level at half time, and then you were able to just keep them at bay um, for for most of that second half. And it it sounds like you know it was a tight ending and a bit of a stressful ending, but you got there in the end. Yeah, I'd say all of our nerves are on successful management. They were unbelievable on the line. They were shouting non-stopping at us, encouraging the whole time. It was a negative, and I think the girls we really pushed each other on. It it like we've never kind of been in a match like that where. Our full kind of, we had to kind of work so hard and show our full ability and I think that match will just stand to us all the more now going into an all Ireland final against Kilkenny you know where we're kind of expecting the same type of match it really comes from so I think it's only it's kind of beneficial to us in a way but we all just work so well together you obviously do. And you mentioned Kilkenny there. They needed extra time to get over Galway, but they put up 321 in doing so. So they obviously have the forwards that can hurt you. But this game and this win and the manner of the way you beat Dublin will really bring you on. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we know Kilkenny will be an unbelievable team. You know, it's been into the battle when Cork and Kilkenny get together, especially when it's small and It must have been a very happy dressing room afterwards. A tired one, but a very happy one. Yeah, we were buzzing. A meal um, in, a, in a hotel in Mitchell's town. And, you know, we got to see the end of the 10 
one in Dublin match. So, you know, it was kind of a great team atmosphere, really. You know, we're all, we're, we're just so happy to be in Ireland. You know, so much, you know, we're celebrating, but we know like, our focus now is on the All-Ireland final. You know, we came here to start the year with the hopes of winning an All-Ireland final and we have that chance now and we're not going to take it for granted. Indeed. Well said, Olivia. And congratulations again from everybody here in the Big Red Bench to yourself and to everybody on the Cork Camogie minor team. Thank you so much. Now, Jerry Wallace, manager of the Cork minor Camogie team that defeated Dublin 15 points to 111 in the All- Tesco All-Ireland Minor Championship semi-finals at Kilkenny last weekend. Uh, Jerry, obviously, congratulations to you and your team for, for getting over that hurdle in the semi-final and it proved probably your toughest match of the year. Very much so, Jerry. Uh, the game, I suppose, we had been out of competition for about four weeks, five weeks before the match against Dublin. And we had noticed that Dublin had come through uh, maybe a more difficult side. They had met Galway uh, and they had lost to Galway by a point earlier in the championship. They had played other games as well and an, an extra quarter final. And all those games seemed to have benefited them. We were very much aware of the challenge that was coming towards us, but we were well prepared for them. Um, and yes, we were delighted to come out the other side of it and the scoreline of 15 points to 111. It's supposed to be ironic too the next day, or it's, I don't know, it's, it's unusual that <laughs> the scoreline in the scene match the following day was exactly the same, 15 points to 111. Um, and the same scenario, Cork reduced to 14 players. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, it's one thing to lose a player and obviously play 14 against 15, but losing Kate Redmond so early... I mean, that really, your your strength and conditioning, your fitness, but the sheer doggedness of your team's effort really came to the fore there. Um, I suppose before I go forward with that, I, I need to just acknowledge Kate Redmond and, you know, the girl is a tremendous player in both the football court and the camogie and the hurling court. And I think she was very unfortunate. I think the referee could have given her a better benefit of the doubt in the first, in the first incidence where she got the first yellow card. The girl was rising up from the ground with the ball and she had nowhere to go and like it was a very early, early yellow card so it was within two three minutes of the game starting and then the second yellow came before the water break and like the referee was left with no option then because she reached for the book straight away and like Kate was coming out towards us so like you know just on behalf of Kate Kate is a great young woman and she needs to keep her head up and everyone in the group is very supportive towards her on that so we are, and we were delighted that um, you know she went out with Cork the following day in the football the minor team and played with them as well um, ourselves then we had to deal with the 14 so we walked it in the 15 minute we got a break just after that incident had happened and we were able to consolidate the group and look there's great credit to Mike Boland Marco Sullivan and Sonia Welch because the team is prepared immaculately. The fitness of the team and the the, the way we play, it, it does great credit due to those three to those three people. They're giving great time to the Camogie here in Cork as well, so they are fabulous. Yeah, I don't want to say, that's about it, Jar. Really, yeah. and and well said. And yet again, an even spread of scores on the days that you needed it the most when you were down a player, Jerry. I mean, uh, Orla Carla, Orla Cahalan, Amy Morgan, Emer, all going up with three points each, and you needed the likes of Emer Brown, you needed Amy to keep that scoreboard ticking over. Yeah, I suppose you have to give great credit to the girls. Like the, um, we we conceded a goal and a point during the third. 15 minute period and we went down two points but we we proceeded to score the next five and we were down to 14 players and like like at that stage Orla Cahillan Amy Morgan you know, like Rose Murphy and Orla Mullins 
like each and every one of them you know were able to get on the ball and we were able to work the ball very intelligently and we were able to hold possession rather than kicking it away and we worked it into I suppose to, to, to just pull a phrase you know the player in a better position and like in fairness to girls it wasn't about any one individual it was about the team and like you have to I have to give great credit to the six the five hours that we had left in that pitch like their jerseys were ringing with sweat afterwards because they worked so hard when we didn't have the ball on on Dublin who were playing with a lot of players in around the middle three quarter area of the field and like all girls just were, were tremendous on the day they were absolutely fantastic the heat up there like the, from the normal climate and everything during the day was yeah. unnatural for this time of year so like to put all this on top of it but then Dublin were, were extremely well prepared but look I have huge credit for our girls I think they were fantastic on the day they had a huge desire George, to win the match hmm. they had a huge desire to go back to the All-Ireland final and it really came out in them last Saturday so it, did. it really really did like you know they weren't going to stop there and then last Saturday and I would have even been confident if the game had gone to extra time that these women like we could have gone back to 15 on 15 if that had happened because it was a new game yeah. but I know that those girls had another gear in them because at the end of the match they were buzzing like they were absolutely buzzing so they were for it and speaking of extra time your opponents in this weekend's All-Ireland minor final are Kilkenny now they needed extra time to get over Galway they put up 321 but they conceded 125 I mean I don't know how much you can take out of that it's not like you don't know the challenge that is coming your way but I guess the question is Jerry, it was the fact that Dublin game was so tough so tight in such difficult conditions a real bonus for you and the players heading into this final our confidence is, is up now, George. Like we're we're in the last game of the year. Um, we know Kilkenny, we know what they're about, but we've got to look after ourselves now. Like, and we're going to play out of our skins next Saturday, next Sunday evening, about on the Gaelic grounds. Like, like the, these girls, I think there's nine of these girls out of the thirty or ten of the girls out of the thirty. This is it. Like, this is their last year in this area of their development. They're no longer minors, so they cannot come back. Uh, next year to compete at minor ever again at any age group in Cork you know for the club or for our county so like this group of girls now have the bit between the teeth and they are going to do everything that they can against Kilkenny next Sunday evening um, they're self-motivating themselves I watched them in training on Sunday morning like how committed they are Ger. we we trained again on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock after playing in, against Dublin last Saturday evening we got together we had a reform roller session we did a little bit of hurling and we had a few fun games at the end of the training and each and every one of them we got ice creams for them but like they had a meeting themselves they called themselves together they 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 are now ready for Kilkenny and like we're looking forward so much to it Jer. in the pathway of development this is where any athlete that wants to aspire to anything they want to be on the last day in the biggest day of the year the final and this is it Cork versus Kilkenny huge tradition there Jer. Kilkenny at minor in the inter-county scene at Camogie are the kingpins, I believe. They have the, the, a strong number of titles. We still have only got our two that did at minor. We have lots of under-16 titles over the years, but when the minor grade changed, Cork are still down the pecking order. So, like, we're still hungry for that, though we are. We're still looking for another title. And I, I don't need to ask. You're very much looking forward to Sunday evening's game. How important, just finally, Jerry. Having that game in a stadium, the Gaelic grounds in Limerick, famous stadium, uh, a fitting venue for such an important game at minor level and good to see it. Yes, sir. My, my four years involved now, okay, one of them was a punk year because of last year in COVID-19, but in the first two years we played uh, 
Galway in Nina uh, in, in Nina and the following year we played player in the All-Ireland final in Nina this is a step up for everyone this is a step up for the Camogie Association at this level to uh, have a, have got a ground like this to get the Gaelic grounds the famous Gaelic grounds in Limerick um, and what a time for a match like you know it's late on the Sunday evening but sure we're going to have to go about it at that time but it, it strikes me that this is a game it's got the timing, six o'clock. It's 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 on a it's on a late Sunday evening. Uh, what else would you want to be doing on Sunday evening? But get up to the Gaelic grounds in Limerick to support the Park girls, and the build up then for the following week for the senior match. But for ourselves at the moment, George, it's a huge kudos to get to play in in a, in a national stadium like this, and a huge huge achievement to the Camogie Association too for getting it and giving it to both teams, you know, to uh, to, to put the pinnacle of the year put the big championship game of the year in one of these stadiums fantastic achievement well done to everyone involved well Jerry, I've said it every other every every time before every big match for you this year we followed you on the big red bench the very best of luck from everybody on the big red bench and Corks Red FM for Sunday evenings all Ireland final we'll be supporting you all the way and hopefully on next week's podcast we will also be talking about a fantastic all Ireland final win the very best of luck to you I want to just say as well because I've said it after every interview with you I want to thank you very much Red FM and the Big Red Bench for all the support and all the coverage that you've given Cork Camogie it is very much appreciated from the administration from the players and from ourselves thank you very much Ger, and uh, hopefully Cork that's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts you can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.